it's true I'm still in love with you Take me deeper and deeper Congratulations, world 8 billion people, right? Apparently that's the new number that's been assigned to the world. And you know what? It's the most racist number because there's a lot of big numbers out there. We got 6 million. Uh, now we got 8 billion of, of big numbers, right? So I got 8 billion people in mind right now. And when you read any article and it talks about overpopulation, the first thing they, that I think, first of all, overpopulation is a racist uh, idea. It, it basically it means, and it's it's an elitist idea. The world, whenever an article is written from the perspective that it's overpopulated, the first group of people they bring up as being overpopulated are uh, sub-Saharan Africans, right? So black people, people of color, that's the first group they don't mind saying, "Hey, too many of them. They're overpopulating." Now think about that word, overpopulating, sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, you think as progressive as we are in America that we would get past the point where we're saying that if you live in Africa and you're having children and you're living the life you want, um, you'd think that these white people writing these stupid fucking articles wouldn't call you overpopulating and calling you a burden to the world. Now imagine this. You're just, you know, some people of color, black individuals living in Africa, right? And you've been tormented by colonizers basically forever, okay? <laughs> and now these fucking colonizers are, are like, maybe they've left you alone recently. Who knows? I'm not really up to date on how many of these countries, like, you know, what is this? Like uh, Dutch, England, Portugal, well, it's colonized, uh, Africa, whatever, Spain, maybe, who knows? China's colonizing them now. Um, man, it's just fascinating how many people are colonizing them, but you never hear about overpopulation in China. Now, that's the one thing I'm just kind of like, wait, wait, what? So we're blaming overpopulation on black people instead of Chinese people. And that should kind of clue everybody into who's in control in America. Now, when they write an article and they're saying that we're going to blame overpopulation on sub-Saharan Africans... And we got to fix them. That's the white savior ideology right there. Boom, bang, bing. You got, you've just lined up a whole recipe of sending over foreign aid, foreign resources to solve this fucking problem. This elitist, right? This idea that <clears throat> white Western world and people are like, Provo Kid, you're coming off so progressive. What bothers me is that I'm actually attacking, I think, these progressive ideas. I'm attacking climate change. I'm attacking overpopulation. I'm attacking these stupid concepts from the side they're already on. They don't make sense if you're on the left. Overpopulation. Let's blame it on black people, huh? How crazy is that shit? That's some of the dumbest shit. You read the article. And I, I, I know people who watch this say, Provo, kid, you read the article. I read a couple lines of it. Because I was like, oh, let's just see what they're blaming this on today. And the number is 8 billion. They said some unfortunate soul is going to be responsible for being a, a big proponent of climate change in their future because humans are overpopulating the earth. We're a big problem. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay. Um, and if we are, that gives. And then, if, first of all, if overpopulation is a problem, who are you going to assign the power to solve it? The government? Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to understand how bad of an idea that is. 
just the concept of a problem and then trying to assign a solution to the problem. That's the first thing I've noticed with a lot of people. They're problem-oriented people, and I don't like these people at all. Um, in fact, I've, anybody in my life who used to be like that, I, I'm, I'm glad to say I've helped them overcome some of these problem-first mindsets. Where, And this is what I mean. So I'm chilling. Right, I'm chilling, chilling. And you come up to me with a problem. Right, and here's a problem. My tire's flat. That's a problem. Okay? Come to me with a solution. How about this? Hey, um, I have my car getting towed. Could you help me wait or whatever? Right? Um, come to me with a solution. Hey, I jacked my car up. I'm going to fill up the tire and fix it myself. Can you help me with this? Yeah. I don't mind helping you with a solution. People who only bring problems to you instead of solutions are just broke. No, they're not broken. They're conditioned just in the way they are, right? Like they're they're problem first people, and then they try to get to a solution. And um, I just like, oh man, I don't. I'm not Google. Don't come to me looking for a solution. Come to me with a solution, because what I'm gonna do is likely provide an immediate solution. Like, oh, your your tire's flat. Here's the solution. And a lot of times, here's what I've noticed in life, people don't listen, okay? Uh, there's a lot of re- reasons why people don't listen, but in general, they just don't listen. They think they know everything almost across the board, no matter, until, like levels of intelligence, uh, places, stages in life. We'll say there's an exception when you're young, uh, but even then you could be like, I think because of your environment shaped differently but who knows either way here we are here we go welcome to the podcast everybody 10 minutes in holy shit talking about overpopulation how stupid that fucking shit is right how stupid of an idea overpopulation really is and how it gets blamed on black people and what and here's the real thing it's not that and i've talked about this before right it's not that there's too many people it's just that there's too many stupid people and there used to be a real place for stupid people a real place for wage slaves, a real, a real place for dummies, okay? But but the truth is we've made a lot of those jobs obsolete, say. So unless some of these dummies can become creative in their later stages of their life or even in their early stages, they're out of luck, right? We're going to just see that homeless, per- I think it was 40,000 I talked about in my last podcast. We're going to see that those numbers just kind of push up on skid row, right? Because all these dummies, once their jobs get lost, right? And all these people like learn to code. Hey, I hate to tell you this, right? You meet some real coders out there. Their job is to replace your job as a coder, right? It's a field that eats itself. People don't get that. It's like, oh, it makes new jobs all the time. It's like, no, these idiots are trying to replace jobs within their own jobs. They'll, they'll look at their job. I'm like, oh, I can write a program to do this. And they replace not only their job, but an entire company's job, right? And so on and so it goes to where you eventually just have a computer running an entire company. That's what it will be, right? There will be no more programmers and coders, right? Uh, That'll be for a very select group of high intellect people. Right now, there's an influx of coders, right? Influx of this population. Eventually, it'll weed itself out, right? Just like all things, all things, right? Um, you look at truckers, lots of truckers now, won't be a lot of truckers in the future. I'm telling you that right now. Don't even bother learning to code. That's going to be out of business, right? And you're like, Provo kid, where are the jobs in the future that are going to be people will find stability? And here's a job. If a job requires a human to do it, 
you're going to get paid. Otherwise, you're going to rely on government subsidies. And the, the world's changing. This is what the New World Order, and I think the conspiracy theorists don't understand what they're trying to fight. I think that people at the top are in possession of a giant shift in technological power where they go from mainly a reliance on wage slave labor and then believing it was just all it's always been cheaper to use human labor but now we're going into a new world everybody lo and behold they're trying to kill everybody off lower the population lower the numbers because in reality they don't need wage slaves anymore in fact they don't even need intellectual people anymore that's why there's just a general dumbing down of everybody and the reason they don't need smart people anymore is because computers, right? So they don't need artists. They have uh, the Van Gogh, the whatever, the doll, the AI computer. They don't need some of these even creative fields, right? They, they don't need actors. They can use CGI, deep fakes, voice recreations, and they can have John Wayne when he was 20 in color, speaking perfectly. So... A lot of people don't understand that everybody's being replaced, not just the guy at McDonald's, right? Uh, and that's why you'll notice there are no n new actors, really. I've, I, I, I would say, who's new? Who's the big heartthrob? There used to be, and like, what happened to bands? One Direction came out after NSYNC, but we're, we should see a resurgence in some of these things, but we haven't anymore. Why? Like, And I think the real reason is uh, talent's dying. These things are... What are they called? Just uh, boring? Like boy bands. Imagine another boy band coming out. Now, do you, where this propaganda I, f I found still works is Korea, right? And I, I'm trying to understand why did the boy band thing transition to Korea so well? Because it's newer, right? I think they haven't had NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees. Uh, they just, we've been so inundated and I think the English culture with, and we have girl groups too, and all these fabricated groups, Destiny's Child. And in Korea right now, they, they haven't had these big boy bands, sensations. So they're living through our 90s and early 2000s through some of their uh, maybe like cultural propaganda and the relevancy of it. And I don't know, I'm not a big K-pop guy. Don't even, I know there's BTS and that's it. Um, and even then I couldn't sing or say one song i'm not one of those guys i don't listen the only time i listen to music i don't understand is like italian right vola you know that song they play at uh olive garden when i feel real italian i tell the people at olive garden play that vola song okay don't even know who sings it but play it you know what i'm saying vola and i want it on repeat the whole time i'm eating those endless breadsticks and i used to shit on olive garden because it's the Italian Denny's. That's just the truth, right? It is the Italian Denny's. But you go there. And here in Utah, it's a bit different. The nice thing about Utah, right? There are some, really. We have some top-tier wage slaves. And I don't mind saying this. Because people in different positions just enjoy working. Utah's the beehive state, baby. We are worker bees. And that mentality has transitioned down to, you know, Olive Garden. And so I, and it's not true everywhere or every time I go to some of these places. But uh, yeah, man, the service is just impeccable. It's fantastic. And the people, what I hate is when somebody's there and they don't want to be there. That is the worst. Nothing worse than that. Being at Olive Garden when the person doesn't even want to be at Olive Garden. Because it's hard to even want to be there yourself sometimes. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm at Olive Garden. Don't know if I want to be here. You're at Olive Garden. You don't know if you want to be here. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, maybe every everybody should just pack up and leave. The whole Olive Garden thing isn't really for everyone. 
Um, it's not. Uh, kaiful. So this is the part of the show where I introduce what the word kaiful means. So I stay kaiflin. Uh, I'm a kaiful. Um, and un- it's known as an unexpected, surprising, or mysterious move. Um, it's just being like, and there might be, you know, you might have your own definition. Excuse me. But it's just being, uh, you know, anarchist against the algorithm. You know, I, I'll uh, tell myself, you know, do something unexpected today sometimes. And what what that what does that mean? Uh, quite frankly, it just means I might walk up the stairs backwards. I'm like, let's just mix it up. And I'll walk down the stairs backwards. And I'll know for that day, hey, like I mixed it up. I didn't do things as routine as I normally do. And when I'm driving out and about, because I go out and about, right? I'm just a person who runs around town. I mean, I am all, all around town. Like, where's the boy running the town? Where's the kid in the town, right? And I will drive long, I'll take different paths just to keep my brain sharp, right? I know Alzheimer's and these health things are a long ways away, but I stay clever. I stay kaiful. I stay unexpected. I stay mysterious, right? I stay turning right when I probably should have turned left and making this or any trip I go on way longer than it ever should have been. So one of my many skills, right? Many, many skills is just doing unexpected things, right? Um, And it's nice to kind of get back in the seat of things and do the podcast. I noticed some significant new listenership recently and I doubt maybe some people will turn back in for this episode and stay along for as long as I rambled but thanks for all the new listeners on Spotify and iTunes I do notice you I do appreciate you uh just great to have you here uh with the Provo Kid Show what else am I going to talk about besides how racist the news is um here's something uh there was uh recently um, an incident in Virginia, right? And so I'll, I'm going to talk about this headline because it relates to just how deceptive the news is when it comes to uh, the term is, I think, uh, mass shooter, right? So unfortunately, a very tragic event occurred in Virginia. And it's unfortunate when anybody sees these types of things occur, right? Um, but immediately when the news headlines started to roll out, they, they left out that, I think that term I just used, right? You can go to any news article headline on CNN or whatever, and they're not using the, the words I just said. And the reason why, right, to be quite frank, is because of the person's skin color. Now, if the person was white, he would have been called a mass shooter, and it would have been labeled as a terroristic threat and a crazy person. Um, but fortunately, or unfortunately, we live in a world where our news is trying to divide and set narratives and use neuro-linguistic programming so when this incident occurred in Virginia it was a suspect right who committed uh, a criminal act and when you think about these things like oh just just that alone changes everything like you oh the the suspect not the mass shooter oh okay oh okay I see what game we're playing and for people who don't understand that the the media has been manipulating everybody into a and I mean this anti-white narrative it's fascinating because you talk you talk about what Kanye West did, and people will say there is white supremacy in this country. Okay, well, why is it a problem when people talk about Jewish supremacy, right? And I'm not saying there is Jewish supremacy. That's a myth, right? But it's obvious white people have uh, consorted, 
and uh, work together in a conspiratorial manner to create a patriarchy and white supremacy system that's downtrodden upon the the poor backs uh, people of color specifically. And when you think about this, that's fair and okay to say. But is the moment you talk about a Jewish supremacy, that's anti-Semitic. So what I'm going here now into is in protected classes. We're, we're living in a new group, or not a new, a new stage in, in uh, America. It reminds me of Animal Farm, right? So we, everybody's equal under the law, but some people are more equal. Some people are more protected, right? And the way that's allowed is because society is divided by the news and narrative media. So the news and narrative media tells you what to think when, when events happen by the headlines you read. So even though I read the headline, I'm like, and I saw that it was the suspect, and I saw that three people were killed, right? So that immediately in one event, that, that uh, considers it a mass shooting event, I think, right? As soon as three people die. I think more people were shot, right? Um, but when they start using the language they're using, like, oh, we're creating protected classes, right? We're creating groups of people that, and then when they talked about the, the suspect, you want to know what they had to say about him? He was on honor roll. He did really good in high school, right? The basically, right? And I did read this article because, or parts of it, because it's just nauseating when you see hypocrisy. And when they talked about this individual, it was like highlights. I was like, Jesus Christ, he just murdered three people. And yeah, he was a valedictorian. That's great. Uh, nice mention. So my my point is going forward is just this idea where now everybody wants to be in a protected class. So you have white guilt, white uh, basic patriarchy, white supremacy being played out, and everybody's acknowledging it, right? Like because it's if you don't acknowledge it, you're a racist. So you just have to admit that white supremacy is. And patriarchy is running America, right? It's responsible for a lot of the woes. And Jewish supremacy is a myth. And when black people congregate, it's called a gang. Uh, what was that? So, uh, Dave Chappelle, I saw that little thing, but it's true, right? And this whole thing of protected classes and targeted classes, too. So if you're in a group, right, and you, you're deemed uh, to be a nuisance, uh, troublesome, <laughs> You are a targeted class. And so we have targeted class and protected classes in America. And what white people are doing is they're fleeing into these mental uh, illness havens, warrens, where they can become, quote unquote, a protected class because all of a sudden they're disabled. I, I'm not responsible for my life. I'm depressed, right? I'm anxious. I have all of these woes, right, where my sense of, identity and responsibility is impinged upon, right? And in fact, I'm a victim. So because I'm a victim to my mental illnesses, to my problems, um, in fact, I am incapable of being labeled part of the white supremacist oppressor class. I am a victim. So you notice a lot of these white people all throughout the country, like prescription rates through, through the roof, because they have to be, there's, there's got to be something, they got to be a victim. And there, there has to be something wrong with them. Um, and it's fascinating to see all these people in our country try to find something wrong with them, right? Like, look, I've said I'm autistic. It's a joke, but it's a little bit real because you could look at the three things, right? Communication, social, and behavioral patterns. All right, maybe you line up a few here or there, but that's why it's called a spectrum. That's why they want everybody in this thing. It's a huge party, and they want customers for life. They want everybody to be... Uh, a part of a, a lesser class, a protected class, so then the oppressor class can be dealt with. 
which used to just be called the majority, right? Um, but now the majority is being crumbled. And that's why you look at like the majority of Americans don't care where our tax dollars go because we're just being divided and siloed off. It's so fucking sick. And these protected classes, right? These Judaic groups, these Islamic groups, these uh, people of color groups, these LGBTQ groups, these groups, right, who get, if you talk about them in a significant fashion, you get labeled an ism, an anti. And it's very unfortunate that we're moving towards uh, a portion in America where uh, these protected classes, right, are, um, you know, I think used as weapons, right? Um, and it's fascinating. We're in America, right? I don't know if anybody's read Animal Farm. Go read it. Don't listen to the book. Go read it. Um, people who think they can listen, listen to books and count that as reading, that doesn't count. So right now, these groups in our country have more rights and freedoms and protections than other groups. And like, what do you mean? So if you say something to a group of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, right, you're okay. You can say whatever bigoted hatred shit you want towards them. You're okay. You say something towards a Judaic group of, of people. Uh, you're anti-Semitic. The ADL is coming for, for you. You just lost your job, right? And you think about this. and Like, why does that group get more protection than the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants? Or maybe the Catholics or maybe the Mormons? Like, why are some of these groups given so much power? to defend themselves as like in the, in their in-group preferences. And that's where my suspicion comes from sometimes is why are you already a protected class? Like if I get attacked, there's nobody coming to save me ever. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like imagine a white, what would it be called? Caucasian defense league. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How stupid would that be? That's how stupid protected classes are. When you look at some of these things on their face, like it's Black Lives Matter, stupid, just as stupid as White Lives Matter. It all sounds like a scam, a protection scam, a mafia scam. Like, you come in my group, I'll keep you safe. And then the way these things work is because the narrative is driven through the media to, like, here's who white people are, right? Um, just fascinating. So, you know, it's fascinating to see how all these things are playing out. In, in and of themselves in our country right now where everybody, they need to be protected. I don't know why. Everyone needs to be in a protected class, protected group. They need to feel safe. They need a safe space. And I, you know what I mean? I don't know why. Like, I think if I had the answer, I'd be way more popular than I really am. You know what I mean? I don't have the answer. I don't know why this is happening. I think it's a could be a natural process that's occurring, right? A natural evolution. I do believe that our founders didn't try to create a republic. I think they knew what they were doing. I think they planted the seeds. I think they planted, when they created this country, country if it's a tree, right? The seed was a republic. The tree's an empire. They knew that in order for America to be great, it, it, please, these bastards, God bless the founding fathers and all their wisdom, these guys, these lovely gentlemen, who for whoever they were, didn't want a republic. They wanted a fucking empire, and they're getting it, right? And they're in their grave and be like, oh, the Constitution. These were learned men of history, right? They knew what a republic turned into. A republic turned into an empire, one of the biggest empires ever, 
most influential empires ever in the Western world. And there you have it, right? So we could be in a republic. You could believe in our constitution. Maybe I'd like to. I don't know. I think it'd be really neat to believe that we still live in a republic. But the way I look at things, it seems like a massive corporation of combined with a governmental entity, uh, fascist empire. And people don't see it, right? They want to live in a world where people believe that Elon Musk doesn't work for the government. People want to live in a world where the CEO of Google doesn't report to the FBI, CIA. People want to live in a world where these things are separate, like sanitized. If these people were, if they, they're so autistic and you put food on their plate, they separate everything, which is fine. I like my food somewhat separated, but some people can't even have it touched. They go into a fit of rage and, you know, not a big deal. I just, it's like, be careful when you take those people to those hibachi girls. Okay. Cause they, they just dump it, dump it. There you go. There's your, there's your vegetables. You're like, Jesus Christ. Can I get a little bit more? Hey, be careful. I don't want you to spill. Um, where am I going? Where am I going with this? Holy shit. Protected classes suck. Um, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and the idea that in America, I think that is expanding. It's increasing. It's not declining. And what that does is it fosters mental illness. It fosters wrong thinking or incorrect thinking or irrational thinking. Find the right word. And how it does that, right, is it encourages. I good dog. Right, it encourages people to not want to be part of a historical past that's being manufactured. That's what I was talking yesterday about, natural history museum. My mouth's getting dry from talking for a half hour. I made it halfway through. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Provo Kid Podcast. The intro song was Lonely Heights, and that was one of their first, I think, big releases. It's called Deeper, local band out of Utah. Um, of course, they are legit and they rip. Um... Man, what am I going to talk about now for a half hour? Holy shit. Just talking to yourself, working these thoughts out, right? Like why are these people that I interact with just naturally in the world, why does sometimes it feel like everybody wants to become an other? And I think it's this whole thing of like people want to fit in while standing out, right? Like, oh, I want to be a part of the group, but I want to look cool. And it's not like that for me. I think anytime anybody's a part of a group, you lose individual identity. So it's either individual or collectiveness. I think you can be an individual in a collective, but you have to give your identity then to the collective. So in other words, when you get a job, right, you don't just get a start wearing, like you don't show up to work and wear your clothes. You wear their fucking uniform, right? You give up your individual identity and, uh, that's part of the transaction, I think, when you join a collective. Um, that's why I'm anti-collective, anti-group. And uh, I do find myself in some of these collectives sometimes, like, Provo Kid, how are you an anarchist? And in the LDS church, how are you an anarchist? And um, even, like, in a relationship married, right? So, how, like, how can you be anti-group and in groups? Um, and I think one of the things, like I would say, is uh, it's you do things for yourself as an anarchist so or as an individualist and sometimes and i think it's most obvious there are benefits from uh, working with and being a part of collectives that's why i'm not an, i'm not anti collectives 
if you like your collective, join your collective, be in your collective. I'm, I just don't like following the authoritarian, uh, tyrannical, di dictator uh, style leadership that inevitably follows in almost every group that you enter, uh, no matter what system, school, work, uh, private, public. Uh, everybody turns into a tyrant somehow. You're like, Jesus Christ. It's hard to work with people um, at the tops, right? Because sometimes, why, why is it difficult? Because people are, at the end of the day, responsible for running a tight ship in any field, right? Whether it's school, whether it's work. And if you don't perform, their responsibility, I think, is to, like Elon Musk, right? He's, his job is to get rid of you. And you got to be like cold blooded about that. And I think a lot of people have a hard time being cold blooded about uh, layoffs, which are coming, by the way, and have been coming. So, um, which is fascinating to think about. Hold on. And, you know, what what you could say about layoffs. Will you go lay down? Jeez. Leo, lay down. My dog's in the studio today, and he he's, uh, he's a, a good dog. One, you know, one of the best, I would say. Uh, but he does enjoy to be pet. And it's not a problem when you're a dog. I think physical touch is pretty great. Uh, but sometimes dogs really like it. They're like, yeah, you know, I can pet you. But he probably just needs to go out for a walk, which is one of the fun things he gets to enjoy as a dog. And you think about that as an activity like walking. I don't know. Uh, what's funner, walking or running? For me, walking. But for him, actually... He's the dog who likes to run, so he does chase the ball every now and then, which is a great deal of fun. And I think about that. I'm like, man, well, what is it? Right? Were you bred that way? Obviously. Now, are humans being conditioned in the same ways dogs are? Absolutely. Uh, we are being programmed 100%. And this is one thing I think sometimes people have had a hard time dealing with. Uh, what I look at it is through the lens of conditioning. And when people, quote unquote, wake up, right, what it is, I think you realize some of the things you were conditioned with in your life. So one of the first things people are conditioned with, right, are what your the foods your family purchases at the grocery store. And what I mean by that is uh, you're reinforcing your life with food typically. And so what then what you do later in life is reinforce yourself with some of these foods. That's why some people eat themselves fat, right? Because it's just what their family's done. And it's sad as fuck. But, uh, but anyways, you look at yourself like, why do I buy these things at the grocery store? This is, was important for me to understand in my early 20s, right? So what's important to understand? Why you buy the things you buy, right? So I noticed like, oh, I buy, I buy this uh, because my parents bought it or I bought this because, you know, uh, yeah, my, it was just simply but, uh, like when I went to the grocery store, that's what my parents put in their cart. So as I started to go to the grocery store for the first time, I always end up talking about the fucking grocery store. It's a great place. <laughs> I ended up buying similar things to them like snacks and stuff. And like eventually I, was, I had to question my conditioning, my programming and think like I shouldn't be buying these things just because my family has always bought them or allowed me to buy them. Um, and so, so on and so forth, right? Like you, you just look on things past your family's conditioning. Like what has the school taught me to do? Uh, fold my arms when I walk down the hall. Fuck that shit. I'm not folding my arms anymore. Uh, raise my hand when I talk. Ask to go use the bathroom. Like fuck that shit. If I need to use the bathroom, I don't go ask people. 
Like, how weird is that? And this whole idea of asking for everything in our country. People don't get that. We're, like, you do have to ask for everything, which makes sense on some basic level. That's how everything works. You have to ask for it. Um, but sometimes you really don't have to ask for things. You can make them. You can uh, go get them yourself, right? You don't have to rely on anyone to do anything, right? The idea you need to rely on someone to give you permission to go use the bathroom is one of the craziest things ever. Um, and it makes sense because children need to be held accountable and like, where is everybody in the classroom? Still though, you know, that shit goes on all the way till high school. This idea of raising your hand, asking to be excused and getting a hall pass. Because guess what? Even though you're a young adult, you can't be trusted. That's what we tell our youth. You cannot be trusted to, that's the, our, our country has lost all trust, right? It's lost all trust. You can't somehow trust children or young adults to just on their own volition go use the restroom without asking for permission. It's crazy. And, you know, be what it may, uh, be what it may. Not a big deal. Uh, where else could we go from here? There's other things I guess I could talk about. It's going to be a slow stream, slow podcast. Uh slow stream that's the other thing i realized not a streamer okay uh if you are have come in my chat you'll notice oh maybe i can't participate yeah not as not as uh quickly as you might like you got to be a long-term fan so which is a great thing right when you are a fan of the show you get to talk and chat you don't even have to pay anything you just have to be a fan so I've changed my live chat settings. So if you want to now talk in my live chat, just subscribe to my channel and wait 13 weeks. And then you'll be able to uh, participate, which seems like a long time. But the truth is, if you really would like to participate, it's worth it. right? And if you don't, um, unsubscribe from my YouTube, not a big deal. Uh, and that's one thing I've been, my last thing, unsubscribe. I didn't talk about that, right? Unsubscribe. I did, it was just in relation to things in real life. Uh, I forgot that I was talking about subscriptions. And I was saying unsubscribe to cable, unsubscribe to kind of these, what are they called, streaming services, and subscribe to, if you might, museums, things of that nature. So I did talk about it. I did cover that. Um, where do I go from here? But... That's honestly worth it. Oh, look at this. We have Kadai. He's been here with... He's been a subscriber for 13 plus weeks. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, some people can be toxic. That's for sure. I got Kadaya. And I got some people in reading chat right now. I got Megan, uh, the Provo girl. So it's great to have people in chat, right, and communicating. But the reality is, uh, unlike some of the other... Maybe... I, I'd say podcasts right that allow the community to interact um i think that i think real the the honest the, the best thing is right when you have a podcast and even like some community that i might even have right started with one person that's the truth you know who you are i had one real fan and they still listen which is cool and they keep me up to date on what they think and stuff uh which is really cool but when you have a podcast community right and it's 
authentic, it's really small. I'd rather have a, a small knit community. People are like, I need thousands and thousands of people to listen to me. I don't need any of that. I'd be cool with five people who really cared and really listened and a thousand people, right? And 900 who didn't care, didn't like you, were just, what would you call it? Trolls? Um, either way, I just noticed I got a new follower, FJ Red. Uh, thank you, FJ Red. Um, I don't know why the notifications aren't working, but I did see that. That's really cool. And I, hey, thank you. I appreciate followers. Really do. If you really do like the content, um, it means a lot. But uh, what I've noticed is some of the larger podcasts that I've, I've looked at, it's like they have some of the most toxic communities, right? And I'll tell you which one. And it's not a secret. The Fighter and the Kid and Brendan Schaub. He has a subreddit where everything is uh, antagonistic towards him and his efforts in creating his podcast. And you think about that, I'm like, that's shitty. Who would ever want a podcast community where, and that's what you might call it, or a fan base where everybody is just hateful and instead of grateful and one thing i'm trying to be more every day is grateful right and the reason i'm trying to be grateful and i talked about this recently is a lot of young people my age are just dying okay in their sleep so i'm really every day this is new for me man this is new for me and i'm telling you i've never been more grateful for my young life right i used to really think i'd, I'd make it to 50 60 easy crush it no problem and by the way i'm v free your boy's good, obviously. You know what I mean? I didn't take that didn't take that super health juice potion at all. But even then though, just seeing all these young people around me drop off, and I mean in my own life. It's not people I'm reading in articles. It's like, oh, I know you know, I know that person. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? Um, when people just unexpectedly depart. So one thing I'm really trying to think every day, man, be grateful. Because uh, people my age, for some reason, they be looking like these infants. You know what I mean? Suddenly, infant, what's that, SIDS, right? Has some, right now, I guess that's happening for adults. <laughs> and people say, that's always been happening. No, it hasn't. Never has. Uh, if it was, it would have been in the news. and Or if it wasn't in the news, people were covering it up. I don't know, man. There's something very suspicious going on. And if at the least, right, whether... People can explain it away or not. All it's done is make me feel uh, grateful that I'm alive. And a lot of people, I feel like, need to check back into just the reality that sound mind, sound body. You got those two things. Uh, man, life's good. People overlook a lot of things in life, right? They overlook everything. They'll try to give up a sound mind and a sound body for money. It's like, holy shit. That's not a good trade. <laughs> That's not a good trade. A sound mind and a sound body. Or it's like, is it sound mind? It's a, it's a quote. Sound mind, healthy body. Fuck. Who knows? Those are the two most valuable things you can ever really acquire in life. And with those two things, you can then acquire almost anything, right? But never, ever give up those two things. I think that's where you start in life. Those are my bargaining chips. And as soon as I give those things up, oh, it's over. I want to share a little story too. It's like, Provo Kid, you say you're out and about. What's going on? Are you really a guy who goes out and about in town? Things like that. You're, you're right. Um, 
I, uh, I have been out and about. And I want to share a little blessing I had, right? Um, I had a flat tire. And I pull into a gas station. And I've filled up my tires. First of all, I'm not an idiot, but close sometimes. And I'm trying to fill up my tire with this pressure thing. And it wasn't working. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this thing broke? And in fact, um, whatever air was left in my tire, it actually took it out. And as as I'm fucking dealing with the situation, I'm like, holy shit. I got a call, AAA or whatever. I'm completely fucked. This is a giant inconvenience in my day. Giant. And I see two Hispanic men walking by. And I think to myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Maybe I am an idiot. And these two gentlemen can help me. Maybe I've been doing this wrong, even though I've done it correctly in the past multiple times, right? Uh, Maybe I'm doing it wrong. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to admit, I don't know. Even though I've done it before, somehow I can't figure figure out how to put fucking air in a tire. And... I can't drive anywhere right now. It's completely fucking flat. And I think about this, and I look at these two young men, and I have a very good, my father always said I should have worked for the FBI, I would have been a great criminal profiler, because these two men were not criminals. But they might have broken a law to get here, right? And, wow, I know that, just, they were Hispanic, didn't speak a lick of English, okay? Clothes looked like they had been walking for a while. And I know un pequeño, a little bit of Spanish. I took Spanish one four times and one time in college. So why did you take it four times, Provo kid? Uh, Fucking funnest class there is. Spanish one. Never felt I was good enough for Spanish two. (laughs) Spanish one B, I took that. It's like intermediary. And so I, I waved down these Hispanic gentlemen. I said, hey, don't even know the word for help, but they do. I said, help. Will you help me, please? And uh, they try as they might. They do they, their attempt at this is just as bad as mine. Just as bad. I'm like, fuck! It must be this fucking thing, this air pump. It's a piece of fucking trash. And I'm pissed off. I pulled into this gas station. Uh, I'm bothered by it even more. I'm like, fuck, whatever. And but this this muy inteligente, this Hispanic man. Uh, pulls off the rim. He's like, mm, I'm going to let you keep trying. He didn't say that. You speak in Spanish. <laughs> I assume that's what he said. And uh, he pulls off the rim, and then he readjusts it, and boom, wouldn't you know it? Starts working. And he figured it out, right? And it was a simple solution, but I just couldn't see past it. Um, my, you know, it was a problem. <laughs> Uh, thinking about what I said earlier, and I, I asked them, I already had the solution. I didn't bring them the flat tire, by the way. I brought them the solution. I said, here, guys, help me out. Fill this fucking thing up, please. And they helped me out. And I've never felt more grateful, right, uh, when, first of all, for people to help me, to feel comfortable asking strangers for help, admitting I didn't know what I was doing, admitting that, yes, I had done this before, but doesn't mean I knew what I was doing now. When I say done before, I've filled up a flat tire five, six, seven, eight times in my life. 
at the at the gas station. I'm, I've done it. 32 psi. I know exactly where I'm going. Watch the little thing inflate. I'm a champ. I'm an air pressure champ, but not this time. Couldn't figure it out. It was the rim that was holding me back. And anyways, felt very grateful. I asked these gentlemen if I could buy them, you know, food or drink at the at the gas station. They declined. They went on their way. And I just appreciate little acts of kindness like that. And people will say, you know, it's so weird how some people might have looked at them and not even interacted with them. Um, and I knew right away, like, oh, these guys are not from my neck of the woods. <laughs> but, hey, doesn't fucking matter. Um, they, I, they just looked... You know, like they've been walking for a while, no English. Walking for a while, no English. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, I, I treated them as though I treat, as I try to treat everybody in my life as a person, as a human. When I meet them one-on-one, like, you're just a person. And I can ask anyone for help. I'm not one of these people who can't ask for help. Uh, I don't know everything. Uh, I'm not the greatest at everything. Even if I've done it, I can ask for help. And I think people forget that sometimes. Uh, and some people don't ask for help. It's like, oh, it's such a shame. Some people ask for too much help. Learned helplessness is like, help me, help me. Oh, that's the worst. I'm someone who rarely asks for help, right? So I think in my personal life, uh, I feel, and the reason why is I feel competent, right? That's why I rarely ask for help. But when I'm not competent, I feel like I have no problem reaching out and asking for help because that's what a competent person does. They fill in the gaps with other people's expertise. Um, either way, just felt really blessed that, first of all, when this was happening, um, yeah, you can you can comment, Slave by Truth, I changed things up a little bit for you. Um, I was going to make you a mod because you're a legend. But, uh, like, yeah, people can comment now. I changed things up. I felt as though uh, maybe I'd shortened the th- Shorten the time frame. <laughs> Thirteen weeks. I don't know how I came to that in the in the chat, but it is a what's it called? It's a lengthy time. So it just felt really cool to ask for help and admit that I had no fucking clue what I was doing, and kind of be better. But uh, where what am I doing now? I'd say probably going forward. With this podcast, I was going to bring this up as well um, because it's it's a good thing, right? Um, it's a good thing that's going on that uh, Utah, in some respects, right, is doing nothing besides blaming the population for its problem with air. So there you go. I changed it to five days. Now you can see on this thing. So... Unless you're something different, say about you. So they say, what? What are they telling you now in Utah? They're saying, drive less. And or work remotely. Work remotely. Drive less. That'll contribute to, um. What's it called? Reducing the air pollution. And I, my problem with this whole thing, and I'm talking about air quality in my last nine minutes. Um, because the air quality in Utah sucks and it sucks because of California. And I don't like the fact that the propaganda in Utah is designed to, um, make the people feel responsible for the current 
poor air quality. So you have these billboards, right, in this city. And when you're driving on, and they'll say, you know, stay at home from work, air quality, blah, 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 and drive less. And then there's these things in the news article about Utah air quality. You're like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, I don't believe any of it. I, and the reason why is in the summer, some of the same things were going on. And sometimes they acknowledge the fact that the poor air quality was due to the fires in California and Oregon or whatever, specifically, I think, California. And when um, when that happened, the uh, the smoke traveled across Nevada, gets caught into the bowl of Utah Valley, and it stays there. And they, they tell people like, yeah, it does, I guess, make sense to drive less, but what the fuck? It's not our driving that's causing all this air pollution. You know, where people blame... Oh, man. People talk about climate change is so insane. So insane. Oh, man. Climate change is just one of the many ways I think the government is working to extract whatever freedoms and rights you might have left. Um, Which is not a big deal, but uh, I think it's kind of a big deal. So, fuck climate change. Not a big believer in it. Uh, sauropod skull. That's the one thing I was going to look up. Sauropod skull. Um, I guess they have a couple examples. Why are sauropod skulls so rare? Such as uh, are a rare find because they're made of thin bones held together by soft tissue. They usually fall apart after the animal's death. So these sauropod skulls, right? These long-necked dummy dinosaurs. Um, they are actually super rare um and most of these dinosaur skulls are fake as fuck and you look at what's a sauropod it's a long neck right and the there was an article i read where it said um that they actually have never found a sauropod skull so and in the sauropod there's these different types of long neck dinosaurs the supersaurus, they make so many fucking dumb names up for them, right? And the dinosaur thing is just absolutely absurd on the face of it. Um, because in reality, what they, they find is like maybe really big bones, but no skull. So now imagine you find these really big bones. You're just guessing at the size of the skull of the sauropod. So I'm looking it up. I'm trying to find... Um, Rare skulls reveal new dinosaur species, right? Um, Jesus, the sauropods. Uh, po- I can't. I mean, you look it up. They have this. This is the other thing about dinosaurs. The they have different species of them, different time frames, but like they look like the same fucking thing. And so the Apatosaurus is another one. Like, why do you care about these? Um, the Apatosaurus is like a sauropod, and Look that up. Is there a Apatosaurus skull? Probably not, right? Um, has a Brontosaurus skull ever been found? Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? I Here's my problem. The whole dinosaur thing reeks to high hell, and it starts with the long neck. Because how does this creature fuck? Laying on its belly, and why can't they find its skull? Um... 
Who knows? Look at look it up. Forgot extinct the bron. Here, here, uh, NPR. Forget extinct. The brontosaurus never existed, right? So, um, yeah, it's just mistake after mistake. Forget the like NPR. These are NPR articles. Look how stupid this shit is. They're trying to cover up this dinosaur bullshit so fucking bad. Um, it's ridiculous. Right, so like, why don't you believe in dinosaurs, Provo kid? Uh, just posted the link to live chat. No comments. Um, there you have it. You know what I mean? Dinosaurs are fake as fuck. Even NPR admits it. These things never existed. And here's the chat to everywhere else, dude. These fucking sauropod dinosaurs. Um, fascinating, huh? Well, thank you all for listening. This is the end of the Provo Kids show. Uh, Man, where are we going to end on? I think we'll go with... How about... Stay with me. God bless you all. falling apart again Recalling the words that you have said And now you've gone to bed Sleeping sweet dreams while I'm still missing Pieces to the puzzle Try to sort them out Let me know Please just let me